Hi, I'm Ben. I'm Corin. And I'm Jordan. And we want to welcome you to our podcast, Society Reborn. Uh, we'll start bringing on guests every now and then uh, to cover just other topics in general in society that we've seen inconsistencies across the board, uh, whether that's something in regards to mental health in men and just in society in general, or whether that is standards for relationships and what people are expecting when they're going into a relationship during each episode we will also be trying a beer during the episode and so throughout the entire episode we are going to be telling you our thoughts and opinions on that beer from anywhere from flavor to just general overall taste and if we enjoy that beer or not while listening to these podcasts if you have any if you're going through anything or just really struggling with anything feel free to reach out to us we have our email address is society reborn 2020 at gmail.com now you can reach out to us whether it's you're struggling with something and you just want advice or if you have a beer that you want us to try or a whiskey you want us to try feel free to reach out to us with ideas um, for future episode topics as well now let's get into this week's episode of society reborn all right, so on this week's episode of Society Reborn, we are actually going to be drinking a, another beer from Dangerous Man. Uh, this is going to be the Peanut Butter Porter from Dangerous Man. Uh, it is, is has a ABV of 5.9%. Uh, should have notes of peanut butter, obviously, uh, chocolate, as well as some very subtle hints of coffee. So guys, what do you think so far? I know it smelled pretty good, so... Yeah, smells very peanut buttery right off the top. Um, the taste, I'd agree, peanut butter is that prominent taste right off the bat. Um, yes, and if you're wondering, this is the third peanut butter porter that we've tried on the podcast. Uh, clearly, we have a favorite, it seems. Um, but yeah, this is a good one. Um, I like it. So far, it's one of my, I would say it's probably first taste. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes. But first taste, I'd say it's probably my favorite peanut butter porter yet. Yeah, I do love peanut butter. Like, it might be one of my favorite things just in general is peanut butter. Um, I feel so, like this yeah. comes up every time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but so the fact that, like, literally the first drink you have of this is very much like that peanut butter just waxing in the face. Um, it's great. I enjoy it. Jordan, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it, it's um, definitely the first thing I noticed. It smells amazing. Um, but the... Yeah, the the taste it kind of it's one of those beers that develops a lot. Like the taste is pretty complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it definitely starts out with a lot of peanut butter. I'm tasting a lot of chocolate on the back end. A um, mm-hmm. little bit of the coffee you were talking about, but that's almost more in the smell than the, yeah. yep. the actual taste, which is interesting. Yeah, it also um, I mean smooth generally in talking about alcohol, you know, is that not super alcoholic tasting? Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it does taste have like this, nail polish, right? Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, it it almost has like this smooth mouth feel to it, like almost what you would expect from like a creamy peanut butter. I don't know really what it is, but I like it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's like the thickness of the porter, but it's not like a. It's not a weighty thickness in right. the drink. It's yep. It's like a. It's a lot lighter than I was expecting. Yeah, and like how how rich it smells and the name. Yes, very <laughs> right. Well, especially yeah. with it being a porter, I thought it was going to be like still fairly thick. Only, it's. Not I don't think no. it's perfect. Yeah, um, thickness level. So I'm interested to see how it does as it warms up. Since it's not as thick, it'll probably warm up quickly. Um, but then that also is going to tell you a lot about how good the beer actually is. Because mm-hmm. if this warms up, B 
being not as thick means there's probably not as much other or as many other things in it right. that can help that flavor change. So I'm wondering if it's not going to change as much and we're going to have just that heavy peanut butter pretty much the whole time. And then as it gets warmer, the chocolate will come in a little bit heavier, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So this week's episode, we're actually going to dive into uh, a topic that could be very humbling. Um, and I know even for myself, I can see myself in this topic. Um, so the topic we're going to talk about is how culture and specifically culture in the United States has developed into a position of make your life as great as it can be and look out for yourself first and then you can look out for others. Um, but it almost never even touches on looking out for others. And it's basically just about it's all about me. Basically what we're going to be talking about is a culture that's been defined of the mantra. It's all about me and what I care about is what matters. Um, and how we can possibly even change that, um, to be more of a culture that's actually caring for others in a genuine way and not just a very surface level. Hi, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. Oh, Hey, yeah, I'm good too. When you're really, nobody's actually doing good. You just don't want to burden somebody else with how you're actually doing. Um, so I guess I just want to get your guys' thoughts on just kind of the overall generalness of this topic of, is this something you see as an issue in uh, culture? Um, and also, like, what ways do you see it as being like a problem in culture and like society in particular? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's something I feel like is pretty obvious in culture, um, and it definitely seems to show up more so um, in younger generations. So in our generation and below, I feel like it's more obvious. Um, It has become a lot more of like what makes me happy, what is, you know, good for me, um, as opposed to maybe a larger societal goal like we talked about a few weeks ago. Um, But yeah, I definitely say that it totally is there. There's totally that. Right. Yeah, this is. Um, I don't know. I want to be careful because this is. This seems like one of those topics that's like can very easily become just like cliche really fast. Like oh, yeah. we just like rely too heavily on overgeneralizations. Mm-hmm. But. Um, for, for me, what I see, I guess, like just from kind of a larger cultural perspective is this this definition of, um, well, one, this, uh, this idea that like happiness is a um, personal right kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. what this is, I, I, actions are justified by whether or not they contribute to my happiness. Right. And also, I I think kind of a misunderstanding of, like, happiness as something that's very, um, very much based by your circumstances rather than, like, an internal right. mm-hmm. reality. And, and that's, to me, maybe the bigger issue is this idea that, like, your circumstances are what's going to dictate your happiness. And so mm-hmm. you have every right to like cultivate and sort of um 
sort prune your circumstances Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. contribute to just to your happiness right yeah yeah i would actually i would yeah i would 100 percent agree with that um where it's it's more of this topic is more of a kind of an extrinsic focus yeah on like trying to make yourself happy extrinsically when the actual way to do that is internally and there's a lot more you have to do inside of yourself to like help you find joy that you, you can't just find joy and happiness just by doing everything that quote unquote makes you happy because obviously if it makes you happy you would be happy but you're not right and so how does how does that factor mm-hmm. in yeah and i think you hit on the key point there ben is joy there's there's a big difference i think as especially there's a big perceived difference between happiness and joy Mm -hmm. um where joy is more of that like if you see somebody that you would say they're a joyful person it they're just even in those harder circumstances i i won't say necessarily that they're happy but they're still seeing a better side of it they're Mm -hmm. they're not looking at it as oh look at the terrible situation that i'm in um whereas happiness definitely seems to be more of that situational um, and I think that's where a lot of the culture, I don't, I don't see a lot of joy in our culture. I don't see a lot of that, um, being able to live life. And even when things aren't going great, I'm still able to sit there and go, well, it's fine. And seeing mm-hmm. that better side of it, it's, it's focusing on, am I happy at the mm-hmm. moment? And I think that's the key difference. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a, the, like happiness is more fleeting than very much like actual joy is because yeah i would i would agree with what you just said um but like the question is is how how do we go from a group of people who have been told for so long to pursue after the things that make you happy but then ultimately they don't so how do we get ourselves to a place where we as a group of people are actually pursuing a genuine like joyfulness with ourselves. And I think I, for me, a lot of it comes to, it's not even so much of like loving yourself, but it is understanding that not everything is going to be perfect all the time. Um, that's going on around you. Like you can't, life's not all sunshine and rainbows. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not. <laughs> I mean, I wish it was, but <laughs> sadly, no. And I feel like we've we've gotten to a spot where, to me, it almost feels like we've been telling ourselves a lie for a long time of, if I just do X, Y, and Z, everything's going to be great. I do X, Y, and Z. It's not great. Okay, so if I do A, B, and C, then it's going to be great. Well, you do that, then it's not great. It's just an end, never-ending loop mm-hmm. that you're putting yourself in. And I guess my question is, is how have you guys found yourselves in that loop? And if so, how have you like recognized that to get yourself out of it? And if you haven't, um, have you been around somebody who you've seen like has been in that sort of loop? Yeah. Um, I mean, I this is I definitely personally have have had you know seasons or moments of of 
I think like anybody and what, what stands out to me about those like, um, moments of, I mean, I guess I, I just discontentment or, or almost anxiety, uh, about where I'm at in life versus where I think I want to be. And it's usually fueled by some comparison thing. And I think this mm-hmm. is kind of like the heart of, um, a lot of it and corn you had mentioned like even just generationally i'm I'm wondering how much like um and this is not going to be like a novel thought but like how much social media plays into that where you're it's it's almost like um compared to i i don't know 20 years ago but like you almost have to be intentional about not comparing yourselves to others versus just like, like you have to actively shut out other voices whereas right, before yeah. i feel like you could maybe just you know mm. not worry about it so much and, and it wasn't as hard to avoid um so yeah i mean specifically that that those streams or voices into your life of this is what person a is doing and their mm-hmm. life looks a lot better than mine and so i need to be like i'm behind Mm-hmm. that voice is something I'm pretty familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I, what, what it comes down to though, is like when I'm not putting my attention there, um, or putting my attention on somebody else and actually like looking at my circumstances separate from the comparison of like other people, I, I'm, pretty happy i mean Mm -hmm. it's not like there's a whole lot that i'm suddenly like it it becomes much easier to be content with what i've got because i'm fine right now i mean there's nothing literally in this moment that i'm that i need and don't have Mm -hmm. and that's likely gonna keep being true for most of the moments in my life Mm -hmm. and and again this gets a little dangerous because i don't want to like downplay the idea that like there is a certain point at which resources like become a problem so it's not like it's easy to say like in a position I'm in now where there's you know I'm well employed and have you know enough to live on and a roof over my head it's easy to be like yeah just be content choose to be content Mm. that's a lot harder in some circumstances (laughs) than than others and I like I, I get that but what I would say, I guess, is it's probably a lot easier than you would suspect just by taking that step of being like, I'm not going to worry about my life in relationship to other people's mm-hmm. right. lives in the sense of like, I it needs to look this way or I need to have had these like boxes checked mm-hmm. or, you know, I need to go on these vacations in order Mm -hmm. to really like prove to everybody that my life rocks. Yeah. And I, that's a very interesting thing because I've talked to some of my siblings about this whole idea um, about, and I think we might've brought it up on like the relationship podcast episode of um, the whole idea of ring by spring when you're in college (laughs) by the spring of your senior year you should have a ring on your finger um and i know that can like that's very hurtful to a lot of people like both male and female Mm -hmm. of 
if you aren't in a serious relationship or aren't in something like that, you're comparing yourself to everybody else you see around you who has this. And for some people, it could be a feeling of, oh, like, I guess I'm, I guess that's not going to be for me because I'm not going to find somebody because I didn't find it in college. Um, which can't be further from the truth, honestly. I know plenty of people who've gotten married after college. Um, but again, it's just those, it's kind of an unrealistic expectation we've put in on things of just, we put a pressure on ourselves based off of what we're seeing from other people instead mm-hmm. of looking in our own life and enjoying what it is that we do currently have and enjoying the stage of life that we're currently in, which some would say of, okay, yeah, you're just focusing then on yourself. Well, yeah, you also should focus on yourself when it comes to that type of thing because that is a that is something that internally that you're telling yourself by looking at somebody else's circumstance you're doing a comparison and automatically saying I'm not as good as person X when that's not good for your own like mental health and your own like the own state you're in which can then lead to you putting that exact same pressure on other people to look at somebody else and be like, oh, hey, my life is not as good as theirs either. Mm -hmm. So that means I need to try harder. And it's just a never-ending cycle that way. Yeah, so I'm curious, I mean, talking about, like, how how we get over that element then, like, I think the answer is having a more joy-centered element to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But where does that joy come from? Like, how, how do you create within yourself joy so that even in those circumstances where maybe life's not great, maybe you're sitting there going, I'm not happy right now, how can you mm-hmm. still be joyful? I think it ultimately boils down to do you do you have a genuine care for yourself? Like internally, do you, do you like who you are? Um, and if not, why don't you? Like what what pressures are you either putting on yourself that don't need to be there or what pressures are being put on you by other people to view yourself in a certain way um and i think that ultimately is like one of the biggest things is if you don't like yourself it's going to be a lot harder for you to be joyful about your life because you're already you're already putting yourself behind the eight ball. You're already in a bad spot to start. So I think it all like first step is just simply get to know yourself and get to like love your who you are and where you're at in life. Don't consistently check Instagram and check Facebook to see where other what other people are doing and be more worried about what they're doing. Generally like Give yourself some like self-care and self-love and don't put those pressures on yourself, if that makes sense. Do you guys think there's, um, or I, I guess, what, what do you do with this idea too of um, maybe a balance between like, okay, I don't like this about myself. I'm just going to change it versus I don't like this about myself. I'm going to learn how to love it. 
I was gonna say I, I was having a similar thought. Like, what essentially? Yeah, what is that line of like? When does it become wrong mm-hmm. to want to change something about yourself? Like, yeah, maybe it's because there's something else else on the outside that's kind of creating that motivation. Mm-hmm. But is that necessarily a bad thing in some situations? Um, I think sometimes it could be too of just is what you want to change is it currently like damaging yourself already um it doesn't have to be but the overwhelming majority of things that you want to change um you can know if it's a thing that you want to change because it will ultimately be better for you like mentally internally based off of is it causing other damage in other parts of my life for me to be hmm. like currently living in this in this manner? Like, it take alcoholism for example. If somebody wants to stop being an alcoholic, that's a good thing because it's more than likely damaging other areas of your life, whether it's relationships or your how you're functioning at work or just your day-to-day life because you're being so consumed by this one thing. Um, like that would be probably my best example for that. It's, it, this is just interesting to me because it like gets it. You're that idea of like sort of learning to love yourself first before you can even really invest in other people is something I agree with to an extent. It's kind of that same metaphor of like the you're on a plane and you put your oxygen mat like in the event right. of yeah. water landing you put your oxygen on first and then help the people next to you that that can't do theirs but like and there's a reality to that um i mean even even from like just a christian perspective that idea of like love your neighbor as yourself like mm-hmm. it requires both like in your right. Right. i think we've talked about this before yeah. this idea like you're not going to be good at loving other people if you hate yourself mm-hmm. um or or even caring all that much about other people if you hate yourself mm-hmm. and so there is a point i think where that like a healthy self image enables you t- to interact and and care about other people without one looking down on them for things that you that are really just insecurities in yourself mm-hmm. Or on the flip side, like putting them up on a pedestal for stuff that is not, that that doesn't give them like the space to be human around you because you're just, you're not looking at them as a person, mm-hmm. just a collection of like attributes that you respect. And right. so, I mean, I think, I think that's good. There's just, I don't know. I, I'm, there's this kind of nebulous line. I, I'm mm-hmm. sort of trying to identify that <laughs> is like, when is that just selfishness? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two things. I, I totally agree. I think you're, we're trying to identify a line that doesn't actually exist. <laughs> this is a really wide gray area here. Um, second of all, I want to correct your PSA. Um, you probably shouldn't be putting on your oxygen mask in the case of a water landing. You should be getting out of the plane. <laughs> Just to this is, I'm talking about before you hit the water. Okay. Okay. <laughs> when altitude <laughs> and pressure changes occur within the cabin. <laughs> Figured I should correct that quick. But uh, I mean, anyway. you need oxygen in the water. Well, I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah, I don't think the plane's oxygen is going to do much there. But 
Anyway. Have you ever tried it? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose not. <laughs> um, with that detour. Uh, but yeah, no, I think... I think it's a really gray area, and I agree. That's that's a that's a tough mm-hmm. question. At, at what point is it good to start loving on yourself and accepting your things that maybe you don't love about yourself and learning to love those, mm-hmm. versus when it's right to change them? Um, yeah, I don't know. That's it's a tough one. I think I think you have some valid points, Ben, with your comments about um, if it's becoming harmful to mm-hmm. other elements of your life. Because I mean, like. The thought hits me of like, I mean, I, I want to have a family someday. And so like that idea of I want to be in a relationship. It's so like we, we mentioned the ring by spring thing. Mm-hmm. That was 100% something that was in my head. Um, even as a freshman, sophomore down at Iowa State and mm-hmm. then moving up here and stuff. Uh, like that was something that was in my mind. And it's definitely, I mean, still something that is in my mind of that idea of like, well, no, I, I want to find a relationship and I, you know, I want to get married. But like I... I and it's, it's weird because, like, there's that struggle in my mind and wanting to mm-hmm. do that. And so, like, obviously, I, I'm, I'm on the lookout, like, that kind of thing. Like, so I'm, I'm, I'm watching for those kinds of opportunities. And so it's, it's, it's that weird, like, yeah, again, where's that line of, like, right. you know, like, that's something, like, just because you haven't found somebody doesn't mean, like, oh, well, I just need to learn to love, you know, being single because that's where, I, where it is. Like, that's what mm-hmm. it's going to be. Like, it, it might be. You know, but at the same time, you know, like accepting where you're at, like I think mm-hmm. is important. And so, like that's definitely a struggle. Like, how, how do you balance those two? Um, and like that's, I mean, for me, like that's the biggest thing that I would say for myself is that balance of like I'm single right now. I know that I should be content in that moment. I should be happy in the place where I'm at. But yet, looking ahead to, I do want to be in a relationship someday. And like balancing that, like that, it's a weird balancing act. It's I think that that's a good distinction too, because it's like when we're talking about contentment, it's we're not talking about apathy. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's very possible to like be content where you're at and yeah. still recognize like areas that need growth and change in yourself, mm-hmm. and and be motivated to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, just not like at the expense of of enjoying the the benefits of where you are now yeah that right. that one kind of is an easy one for me because it's like just personally i feel like i wasted a ton of time when i was younger like wanting to be in a relationship and not like recognizing that being single is awesome this mm-hmm. is like uh, there's not that not being single isn't but there's <laughs> just like a lot of really good advantages to being single that like I did not like really pay attention to for a long time because mm-hmm. it because it I had that thing in my head of like I need this to be okay. Right. Right. And that I think is maybe a good red flag at least or a good like point of like self yep. examination of just like are you okay without it? And mm-hmm. if not, why not? like that right. and and i think following that line of thought will usually kind of put you in a good place of being like okay this i'm actually not like really all that dependent on this one thing that i need mm-hmm. that i think i need yeah yeah i mean for me i hated singleness for the longest time 
because I viewed it as almost as like I was a failure because I wasn't in a relationship with somebody. Um, Mm -hmm. But I've come to appreciate it because it allows you to, it allows you to focus on yourself and it allows you to like genuinely get to know who you are. And it also allows you to spend time like even figuring yourself, figuring out who you are, um, which I think is super important. And it's something that it bothers me that we try to get people to figure out who they are when they're like 18 years old. That's a whole nother side topic, but it takes time. Mm -hmm. And I feel as a culture, we've gotten to a point where we want to rush through it so fast and to figure that out right away so that way we can spend the rest of our lives doing whatever. When in reality, it's a, it's a continual thing that you do is as you change phases of lives, who you are inherently changes a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so being okay with that is great. And knowing where you're currently at in life, no matter what it is, whether you're in a relationship, not in a relationship, if you're uh, have a job, don't have a job, if you're in college, in high school, currently taking a gap year, wherever you are at in life, enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. Take that time to genuinely like grow and just take that time to like get to know who you are, um, which might mean to spend time by yourself without distractions like outside, which to younger people could scare the crap out of you. (laughs) But genuinely, like some of my best times the last few years have been when I've genuinely just sat by myself, whether it was like in a room or if I just went out and walked around by myself without music or anything and just was able to be alone with my thoughts. And like I've told these guys, that's what I miss most about running is... People who have not run distance always think I'm insane for saying that I love long runs. And yes, inherently on the outside, even if I was that person, if I wasn't the person doing long distance running, I would agree with you. Yeah, you're insane. Why would you go run this far? But there's a thing that runners call the runner's high, Mm -hmm. which literally is probably some of the best times when you're out and on a run because you genuinely just, it's you and that's it. You kind of lose sight of everything else and you can genuinely just be with yourself and be with your thoughts and kind of figure things out while you're just outside in nature and while you're just alone. And it's great. The, the, those are some of like my most special moments probably from college when I was just out on a long run and just had a time with myself to really reflect on where it was that I was at and what I was doing. Um, and genuinely taking a look at my life and asking myself, where do I want to be? Where am I at? And if it's where I want to be, how do I get there? But where I'm at was genuinely generally more where I fell when I was in these moments. And it was always 
am I okay with where I'm at? And for most of my time in college, I wasn't. And so I was on these runs, just racking my brain of what is it that I can do? Um, and most of the time you would get done with those and I would feel great afterwards for a while because it was, Hey, I spent time getting to know myself and now I know myself a little bit better and this is great, but there's ways you can find, like you, there's ways you can do that. You just might have to shut off distractions and you might have to get away from your phone for a while, which for some people can be scary, but like, trust me, it's worth it. Right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even if it isn't running, cause yeah, you guys are just weird. I don't get <laughs> it. Um, but I, Ben and I, the last, you know, couple of weeks, we've been trying to consistently just get out. And I mean, we've been going for an, you know, hour long, just going out so outdoors, walking. Mm-hmm. I've been leaving my phone sitting back here mm-hmm. at home, like just getting away from all those distractions, being out in nature, and just spending that time. Um, it's been fun getting to be able to bounce some of those things off of Ben as we've been walking around mm-hmm. talking. Jordan's been boring and decide hasn't decided to come with us. Um, <laughs> work-life balance is not his strong suit, like we Jordan, talked about last week. Jordan's still figuring that part out. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but also like I, I remember yeah times when I would get when I get out for like a bike ride on my own or something like that or just get out hiking on my own like one hundred percent like some of those are the best moments where you can just like be processing things on your own and thinking through them. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of value that comes from that. Mm-hmm. The reality is like we've zoomed in a little bit like <laughs> on relationships specifically, but the that like work of, you know, quote unquote, getting to know yourself a little bit like is something that you're going to have to do regardless. It's just so like whether you're right. single, married in a relationship, whether you're and it, it isn't even necessarily relationship specific it's Mm -hmm. just this like failing to do that is where midlife crises come from so like one way or another that conversation is one that is headed for you with yourself (laughs) it's just Mm -hmm. easier to do maybe alone Mm -hmm. and so the that that kind of resonates with me just in the sense of um I think it's really easy to start out life kind of following this like not super well-defined script that you have Mm -hmm. sort of in the back of your Mm -hmm. head. And that's, I guess what I I hear kind of coming out of what you guys are talking about is that like re-examining that and, and actually identifying stuff that's like, what, what is a priority to me? Mm -hmm. Not what is, like generally held to be priorities in life but like what are my priorities and how do i start living oriented towards those Mm -hmm. yeah exactly what are my priorities not what culture is trying to put on me sure yeah Yeah. and and kind of just like ball up that script throw it away and just start like with what do i care about and how Mm -hmm. do i like move my life that direction Mm -hmm. right yeah um Okay, beer's warmed up a little bit. I just took a drink of it, which is why I'm bringing this up. Um, has any, have either of you had peanut butter ice cream? Yeah, of course. Have you had peanut butter ice cream? I think I've had peanut butter and ice cream, but okay. I don't. So, the temperature mine's at right now, I honestly, like, that's what my thought is, yeah. is peanut butter that. ice cream, and it's good. Yeah. Like, I enjoy it. It's the perfect temperature for it. Yeah, I feel like the peanut butter's settled out a little yep. bit more. Um 
and some of that chocolate is a little bit more prominent on the backside. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I definitely agree. That's a good description of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think my mouth might be broken, but I was actually going to say that like, as it warms up, I'm getting a little less of the chocolate. Really? Yeah, which mm. that's probably on me, not the, the beer. I don't know. I might be wrong, Ben. Tiebreaker here. Uh, Are you getting more chocolate? Give me one sec. Okay. Take another drink. I was, I was waiting for I Jordan miss, to say he was getting like vanilla taste, and I was like, wow, man, that's impressive. <laughs> or maybe nutmeg? Ah, notes of nutmeg. It's been a while since that's come up, but it's probably back at you know Christmas pancakes or those, something like that. Those, those last notes time that of nutmeg up. are really rising to the surface. I mean, the chocolate's there, but it's not there. It's not... Well, my mouth is broken, apparently. It's so. not as... It's not as strong as I would have assumed it is. I mean, yours could even be warmer, though, too. Maybe. I really don't know. That's valid. Um, which why would you probably invest in some thermometers? Yeah, it's, that we say we were going to. You like, know, we a keep month saying now. that. It's much more fun <laughs> just to keep saying it rather than actually do it. And Ben, that's probably been two months at this point. Hey, we've been doing this podcast dude, for three and a half months. Oh no, <laughs> for real? Yeah, yeah, it's April. Three and a half months. Dang. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for everybody who's been listening along that whole time. Time flies. You're man. why we do this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm just trying to be sappy. I, I don't know. Um, uh, Getting all teary-eyed over yeah, here. You know. We live for our fans. Uh, all of those that we've not heard from yet. So we'd yes. really love to hear from you guys. We assume people are listening. <laughs> people tell us they are, but who knows? We might just be sitting here <laughs> rambling to ourselves. So. I mean, that's fine. Uh, yeah. It allows us to like verbally It, it would process. be happening anyway. We're just recording exactly. yeah. it. Yeah. So to circle back on this topic, we've been talking for a little over 30 minutes now, um, and we've taken a major detour from our original topic of it's uh, all about me. Shocking. <laughs> we suddenly became why it's okay to be all about me, um, almost, it feels like, a little bit. Yeah, it's in a different context <laughs> than, like, I was literally just thinking about that yep. before I made the beer comment of it, and it was like, you know, this isn't where I thought it was going to go, but... It's beneficial to go there because right, I don't yeah, think we totally can, agree. I don't think we can go and talk about making your whole life about you without talking about first making it about you. Right, yeah. Because there are moments when it should be about you. Like if you're if you're not doing okay, it's about you. Like, yeah. Like figure like help yourself figure it out. Don't put yourself in a don't put yourself in a box and say, Oh, I can't I can't focus on myself. No, focus on yourself. Like that's totally okay, and that's what you should do in that posi- in that position. But I mean, yeah, there are times where it can't be all about you, right? And I think that's that's the cool thing is I never really expect. I hear we talked about doing the topic of it's all about me, and immediately my mind went to those negatives mm-hmm. of why is it wrong for it to be all about me? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's interesting, but I think yeah, like you said, this this conversation so far has been really beneficial to actually realize like. That's not necessarily a bad thing right. at times. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's really easy to turn into like for me at least to turn into like an old guy on a porch like yelling at his kid like kids who are in his yard. Get but like lawn. that, <laughs> I mean that is kind of my happy place. I'm really I'm hoping Jordan's just an old I'm man really hoping that that happens someday. But um, yeah, I mean this is a, a more complicated issue than just like. Than, than just like you should never be concerned with your own mm-hmm. like self wellness, and 
and and to the extent that like I th- I think a lot of people I'm pretty sure we all know them are like y- can use selflessness like in air quotes as a way of just avoiding themselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and that like ends up not you end up kind of like undermining even your own like your that's another way of just sort of using people right yeah. which is. So I, but that's an interesting point because this I wasn't expecting it to really go that direction either. <laughs> but like, so what? What would you guys say is like when is it not about you, and how do you recognize that? <laughs> Good question. I mean, I feel like right off the bat, if you have kids, that's just like yeah. it's not about you. <laughs> yeah. With anymore. all of our experience, we're gonna say this. <laughs> so I've heard. <laughs> I hear kids make it about not about you pretty quick. <laughs> I mean, you could take it into like a works context or a works, a work context where your whole job isn't about you getting awards and getting accolades and putting yourself on a pedestal and making people realize, oh, hey, this I'm this great employee. I'm amazing. You should definitely recognize me because I'm great. Um, I think... It's when it becomes, this might not make sense. It's when it becomes a selfish act of where you're actively trying to make people recognize you. When you're actively, when you're not okay with somebody else having a spotlight put on them and you need it to be put on you. And Mm -hmm. where you're not happy unless everybody is looking at you and you're not happy if somebody's not either giving you praise or somebody's not looking at you with admiration. Um, And I mean, that can go back to the whole putting a fake life out on Instagram of you're doing that because you want people to be like, oh, wow, your life's amazing. Mm -hmm. You're doing that because it, you're being selfish at that point. Mm -hmm. How how do you recognize that though? Because I don't think many people actually go out there and go, well, I just can't live life unless everybody's looking at me. And like, I don't think a lot of people necessarily go out there with intentionally that mindset mm-hmm. of it has to be all about me. I, I think it becomes a lot more of a subconscious thing. And so how do you recognize that when it's happening? I mean, paradoxically, this kind of gets back to where we started with this idea of like contentment. I feel like so it's doing that self-examination of like what are my priorities from a place of I'm content and I'm okay right now is mm-hmm. a lot different than doing it from a place of like I hate my life and you yeah. like and so that um that's why I think where we started is kind of important is because that what you're shooting for first is that place of like I'm content mm-hmm I am okay with who I am. I'm okay with the life I have now from that place of contentment and recognizing like that I'm going to be okay. Like what are my priorities in life? What do I want to see happen? And that's a way different lens. Right. Yeah. Than just, I need to convince everybody that I'm taking the, like that I'm, my life is awesome all the time because you're, that's a need you're filling somehow. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I think whether that's whatever context you're in, your job or relationship, um, 
anything like getting to a place yourself of being like i i mean i keep saying contentment that's really just the best way of describing it right, uh, yeah. to a place I mean, of contentment true. is is step one yeah 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 i think that's very valid um you have to figure out yeah look at yourself and if, if you are at a good place you're uh, well is everybody looking at me <laughs> when mm -hmm. I'm at that good place? But I think, yeah, looking at yourself when you're, you know, feeling like you aren't in that great of a place, I think is valid. Like, what, well, why, and what, what is it? What is it that would make me feel better right now? What was mm -hmm. that make me feel good about myself right now? And to clarify, like, I think that takes some pretty brutal, like, honesty oh, with yourself <laughs> to you, like that. That my suspicion though is like with that is that a lot more of the heavy lifting happens within your own perspective on your yep. circumstances not on actually changing the circumstances right. that you're in mm -hmm. yeah and yeah that's actually really not interesting. not that's not like a hard maybe sometimes i'm i can definitely think of circumstances that maybe just need to be changed i'm not saying yeah. that's <laughs> never the case but yeah yeah i yeah i actually agree with that it could mean yeah, there are there are instances that yeah they just need to be changed but overwhelmingly what would be i mean yeah you have to are you at are you in a place where you're making that decision because you are content or are you making that decision because you just aren't happy with where you're at and you want to make a change um there is something i actually want to go back and touch on um and I was thinking about it when Corn made the comment of Yo. when it's not bad. Okay, um, good. <laughs> so, because you had made the comment about basically how when is it is thinking about yourself okay? Like when is it okay? Um, and thinking about yourself to like internally be happy with yourself. Mm-hmm. And the fact that when I when I bought this brought this topic up, I know me and you both thought the same thing. Jordan, did you think the same thing of where you think like of the, of the negative ways of it's all about me of how it was negative, or do you think about any of the stuff that we had talked about in the first like thirty minutes? Um. Yeah. I mean, I think I definitely started with the when we were talking about this as like a potential like discussion topic. I. I kind of started going the negative route with it and then mm -hmm. just from personal experience though like that that checked me a little bit because I was like yeah it, it just as I was thinking about it it became a lot more complicated than that mm -hmm. like right. pretty quickly yeah so my my question is is why when we say it's all about me why do we view that negatively right away our first thought is immediately to the negative side of things that's a good question. Is it is it just how? Because we were all raised in three different households, obviously. Yep. Um, and but with a lot of similarities, I think on the backgrounds of those, right? And I'm wondering if that's where it, it comes from. Of that, if there were enough similarities, I mean, f f more or less, we all grew up in rural America. Yeah, Jordan was little less so but 
it still counts. <laughs> the huge city of Cedar Rapids. Exactly. Driving metropolis yeah. of Cedar Rapids, yeah. Iowa. It still counts. And I, I'm wondering if yeah. that's like some of that. Like, because mm-hmm. th- there's no question about it. I mean, just go, you know, ask a set of questions just on like, you know, world per- view perspective, mm-hmm. you know, to a group of people in a city, go to ask the same questions to, you know, somebody out in rural America. Mm-hmm. You're going to get very different answers. And I'm wondering if that's where some of that, just that, background comes from of some of that mm-hmm. and i i don't know like obviously again without having that perspective of somebody from like but i think even within culture it's become kind of right. all about me is kind of this negative connotation and see, yeah because i know because even when i had mentioned this to some people that i work with that we were possibly going to talk about this um or other people that i just knew up here is immediately they were like oh that's a really good idea because mm-hmm. that's just it's such a problem and i'm like now, after we had that first like half hour discussion, I'm like, is it really a problem, or do we not think about ourselves enough? I I think it's a topic that it's really easy to feel superior in. There we yeah. go. Yeah, and it's, it's that makes sense. It's a conversation that it's re- like so when we tie even see the definition of it's all about me. If you're just going straight for narcissism, yeah, I think we can all get on board with that. It's like, no, that's not good. <laughs> what if you're flavoring it as ambition? Mm-hmm. Is it bad to be ambitious? Right. What if it's mental health? Is it bad to like pursue mental health for yourself? Right. Right. What if it like the that topic or that phrase it's all about me is I think a lot more nuanced than we give it credit. Right. right. And I, I think I think it often gets avoided, obviously, in like some of those perspectives of like ambition or mental health or something like that because it has that not negative connotation with it Mm -hmm. which and and this is where it kind of gets into like that brutal honesty thing because it's like Mm -hmm. in some cases yeah ambition is not like that the answer is yes that isn't good it is still Mm -hmm. you're making it about you and terming it as i'm taking care of my family yeah right or I, and this is, I want to be very, very careful here because it's like, I'm, I, if you <laughs> it's are, a hot button topic. if you are struggling with mental health, I'm not trying to like come down on mm-hmm. you, but there are ways like you can use that as a manipulation of yep. other people too. Yep. yep. Yeah. And that it's actually super interesting because I literally, since Cora made that comment, my brain's kind of been there um, of just why do we think that as soon as I say it's all about me, why do we immediately go to the negative? And it's kind of what goes to what you said a little bit, Jordan, of is it's almost a superiority thing of we don't think it's, we don't think we're the problem as the people being right. selfish. Right. It's somebody else. So yeah, that's a great topic idea because it's, you're not going to yep. be hitting me at all. Mm-hmm. But in reality, like even talking about this, I'm like, yeah, there's only areas of my yeah. life where I've selfishly made something about me. And right. why did I do that? Mm-hmm. And now looking at it too of with what we talked about the first half hour is just why, why would do I, why did I so badly want to talk about the negative sides of this when in actuality, the positive sides of it are way more beneficial and way less talked about. And they should be talked about a lot more than the negative side because a lot, I, I, firmly believe a lot of the mental health struggle is because we don't spend enough time with ourselves we don't we don't know what it looks like to truly be okay with being by ourselves. and even even introverts 
Um, Jordan, Corin, introverts. Hi. Um, <laughs> but even introverts, like, Don't I look feel at like me. there's almost a negative connotation around just introverts in general. Of, mm-hmm. oh, you like being alone with yourself. You're weird. You have problems. Whereas... Only from you extroverts. Us introverts all understand each other. Yeah. So. Weird, yes. But problems, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time... That's, it's just interesting because it's something I'm, I'm sorry. It just, <laughs> we broke Jordan. I really wanted to follow that up with my only problem is other people. <laughs> <laughs> but was, And now we've hit the nail on and, the head. <laughs> and now that we've done that, we can get back to what Ben was saying. <laughs> but, but like, why, why do we view people who enjoy spending time alone why do we view them as quote-unquote weird or outcast because i know even some introverts who if they see somebody who's just quote-unquote a loner they think that person has a problem when i know some people who i have had people deem them as loners who honestly are some of the happiest people i've ever met because they just genuinely like they love that time mm-hmm. and it could be something where they love spending time with other people but when they're alone they just genuinely enjoy it so much that the way they act really doesn't change and people view that can view that as being strange because we aren't used to seeing it but it's something that i think if we got used to seeing it and we were okay with seeing it, it would change dramatically the mental health conversation because no longer will we be poking fun at people who are okay with being themselves. We would be, we would be happy for them because you're embrace, like, you know who you are. Embrace that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's extroverts that are the same way. I mean, there's one that comes to mind right now that the first time I, I met the person, me. I was like, oh my goodness, you have like, you are seriously insane and you have way too much going on. <laughs> and if you're as listening, I've to, we're sorry. And as, I, as I've gotten to know this person, like, I genuinely love spending time around them because they just, it's almost like they just don't care what people think yeah, about exactly. them. Yeah, right. exactly. Oh, they are okay with themselves because they love themselves so mm-hmm. much. And I look at that now and I'm just I appreciate it so much more. Mm-hmm. This is me just muddying the waters again, I guess. But I like you. the oh, you love like doing this. this seems like it were like to your point, Ben. Like the the idea of like seeing somebody who's just kind of a loner and like immediately assuming something's wrong. It like there is sort of some fundamental human nature stuff on both sides of mm-hmm. this, where we are as people. I think designed for community. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's like a fundamental thing. And on the flip side of that too, like for all you extroverts out there, like to, to, to my point earlier, like you are going to have at some point, like a conversation with yourself is coming mm-hmm. and it can be an easy one or it can be <laughs> like a midlife crisis that mm-hmm. like, those are both kind of just facts of life that are not 
equally like applied to everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the same proportions. I mean, that, that it's true of everybody, but maybe not in the same like measurements where it's like, yeah, some people are truly okay, like more okay on their own. Mm-hmm. I think it gets a little dangerous though, like as, and I'm speaking from like an introverted perspective here, the, that it, it's really easy to tell yourself the lie of, I don't need other people. You. Mm-hmm. Or I am, I'm okay alone. So I like there, I do not need any sort sort of community at all. Mm -hmm. When in reality, what it is, is the community is harder for you. So you're not like Mm -hmm. willing to actually go after it or invest in it. Right. And I'm, I'm talking to myself here, but like Mm -hmm. that, and I'm, I, I think that's probably true on the other side of the coin too, where it's like, you are more socially like oriented being alone with yourself is a necessity and you're like if you're not doing that chances are it's more because you're avoiding yourself than just that like it's not for you Mm -hmm. right yeah i think that's interesting i my brain's been racking around this this idea again uh like you said why is that it's all about me such a negative connotation and I think ultimately it comes down to the fact that the word all is in there. Because mm. when we hear that, it's mm. everything mm-hmm. is about me. And I don't think that's ever true. <laughs> um, I think, like we've talked about, there's about definitely elements of your life where, yes, it needs to be about you at that yeah. point. Um, but I don't think you're, I don't think everything in life is ever all about you. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, that it, that's saying that I need everybody in the world to cater to my needs right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's probably where that negative connotation comes from. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Sorry to derail from what we were just discussing, but no, I mean, yeah, that actually makes total sense. And it doesn't really derail. I think Jordan wrapped up his point pretty well. Cool. Not distracting. Yay. Yeah. No, I mean, you guys totally missed what I was saying. It's all about me and you guys (laughs) just sort of ignored it, but that's like we normally do. That's totally Mm -hmm. cool. That's, Uh, that's all right. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, final thoughts on beer. I think we're actually, in, I think we're in a good spot with this. I, I don't personally have much more that I would, could really add right now. Um, I do. I'm genuinely and very happily shocked at yeah. where the conversation went. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm just speaking, I think from conversations that we've had that we didn't record, like I are, I think our primary goal and hope in doing this is that like it, people leave like thinking about stuff, not right, necessarily yeah. that a bunch of answers have We're been not outlined. trying to give the answers. <laughs> I mean, we clearly know all the answers. We have them all. We just we feel them like all away it's important. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's important for you to work about on your own. Exactly. So. Yeah, we yeah. can't give our answers away if we want to sell a book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Coming in 2022. No. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> we better get on that. Um, no. Uh, Final thoughts on beer. Yeah, I, I think it's good. I like it. Um, to me, it, it might be going a little more of a flat flavor profile. Yeah. Yep. As it gets later, mm-hmm. that just doesn't have a lot of dynamics in it. Again, another one of those that's great cold. As it warms up, 
cool. I, I don't know. I'm terrible at judging temperature. Again, this whole thermometer idea. We'll keep mentioning it again for another year or so. Yeah, and we'll probably start using them once somebody in our fan base sends us them. So, you know. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. But uh, I just want to point out, Ben Ben called this, man. Like, top yeah. of the top of yeah, the podcast. He, did. he said this is where it was headed. Ben I knows know his dark beer beers. All you... Ben knows his dark beers. Yeah. It was... That was impressive. Yeah, it, I agree. It's definitely gotten a little less complex as it warms up. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. No, the peanut butter is still just as creamy. Yeah, it's still great. It's just I would. It's it's not as bad as a warm IPA, it makes, but yeah, or or true. a warm raspberry truffle. Yeah, beer. Very true. Yeah. Um, and I do think part of it is too is the ABV is only five point nine, so it's, right you can't you can't really do much with that low. I've had a few that they've have a crazy amount of flavor in it for as low of AV for a low ABV, but usually they're like imperial porters right, yep. or something like that where they're mm-hmm. just super dark. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean this is it's good. Um, it's not my favorite peanut butter porter. I don't think cold it might be. Yep. Um, but warm it's not. Yeah, cold it's it's really solid. Warm it's okay, but yeah, yeah, I, this is definitely a drink it cold beer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. First sip, I definitely felt like this could have been one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not so much anymore. But yeah. But it's it also makes bad. sense if it's only it's. This sounds bad. It's only five point nine percent. Um. <laughs> so the premise of that for a porter is you're. Basically, green lighting yourself to be able to drink it quicker than you typically right. would drink a porter. That's valid. So, yeah, it makes sense that it's super good cold and it's it's okay warm. Right, it's not yeah. great, but it's okay. So Ben is recommending that you chug this. Yes. 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 The entire growl. Shotgun which we this got beer. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Um, That's Ben's stamp of approval. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> the Ben stamp of approval. Ben is his stamping this a shotgun beer only. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Before this degrades any further, uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in and listening. Um, hopefully, you guys got something out of this. This is definitely a fun one for us to get to kind of dive into and discuss a lot of weird, you know, connotations around it that we didn't really expect. Uh, be sure to tune in next week. Feel free. Please reach out to us. We really want to hear from you guys. We're getting lonely here. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, the email address should be in the description um, of the episode on whatever uh, platform you're listening to it on. Um, like I said, we'd love to hear from you guys. Tell us what beers we should try. We've got a bunch of Dangerous Man that we're going to be trying over the next you know, few months. But uh, yeah, let us know what beers we should try. Let us know what topics you want to hear about. Um, we've got a list of them, but we'd always love to hear what you guys want to hear about. We're happy to talk about whatever. So look forward to hearing from you guys. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week.